just the way it always is. Well, you like look at the you know family photos of the early 18th century and late 17th century. They're all just like <laughs> I mean, you know nobody's smiling. Just go to Cracker Barrel, see all that crap, and just like that dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just picturing like. <laughs> <laughs> topics to get the plane off the ground Mm -hmm. so to speak people ask like how do we organize the show how do we come up with topics how do we get it going and for the most part we improv but we we at least need something to get the plane off the ground so yes in your point of view Mm -hmm. how should we get the plane off the ground today we need a plane (laughs) and we need fuel for the plane. Yeah. So we can go somewhere. Probably a pilot. Yeah. We need some wings. Well, that'll come with a plane, I think. Um, we need a pilot. Yeah. We'll get Corbin. Yes. To be our pilot. We could get Corbin. I'm reading here on Google. It says, we must also pick up enough speed while on the ground that the force of lift becomes more than the force of gravity. Yes. Uh, and as the plane moves forward, the air flows over the wings, generating lift. Mm-hmm. Not Uber. Lift. No. Right. Uh, two ways an airplane can conserve fuel, which is what the first thing you said to do, uh-huh. are by performing regular maintenance on the outside and the inside of the plane and by flying in clear weather with the direct route. Yeah. Unfortunately, the weather's not clear today. No. It's pretty nasty out there. And I tried all morning long. We also don't have a plane. No. But before you take off, you had, you do have to check yeah. certain things. Yes. You have to check checks, all these checks. Yes. You have to do them. Check your lines, your fuel lines, check your batteries. Mm. And just, you know, because you don't want to crash. No. Right? No. Nobody wants to crash. That's ridiculous. Well, what's the um, kamikaze people? Oh yeah, I think. The, well, they <laughs> they had to. Yeah, they had to crash. I think they're more okay with crashing. They don't right. want to. Right. Other people want them to crash. Yes. Yes. The people higher up. That's true. So yeah, flaps down. <laughs> so you can get that Ill, that lift. Yeah. Uh, just depends on what kind of plane you're in. If you're in like a uh, a bombardier, a bigger one, like the I think the bombardier 7500 is the newest one out. It can probably seat about 20 people, and you can configure it. You can have like a couch on one end and TV on like in front of your TV. Yeah, you can have the master bedroom in the back. Then you can have 
captain's chairs facing each other up front. Get out of here. Uh, that, no, no, that'll run se- you about $50 million. Seriously, get out of here. Okay. We did not take the plane off. I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to get the plane off the ground, all right? Please don't leave. Please please don't leave. <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah. You know how in high school, girlfriend and boyfriend fight, and they're like, get out of here. I hope you die. And then the person gets out of there, and the other person's like, I was just kidding. Yeah. Don't leave. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I remember watching uh, a guy on YouTube, uh, Premier One Driver is his name. Okay. Landing, he's from Indianapolis. Okay. Landing at the Atlanta airport. And the, the title of that video is Landing at the business, World's Busiest Airport. Yeah. So <laughs> when he's coming in for a landing, the the uh, air traffic control, ATC, as they call it, just keep remind, is reminding him, as soon as you land, you take the first exit and get off the, the, the runway. Because... Mm-hmm. I have Delta coming in behind you at a mile, and he's closing in fast. Oh, you know, because he's a smaller plane. Yeah, and so he doesn't need that much speed to take off or land. But a big Delta plane needs more. They're just coming in faster. They're bigger. So what you're saying heavier. is we're the small plane. Yeah, we need to get out of the way because David Dobrik <laughs> is landing uh, his big. Casey Neistat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're behind us. Yeah. And we got to take the first exit once we land the mm-hmm. plane. Yeah. Okay. We're in a Beechcraft. They're in a Airbus 320. They're going to run us over. We are in uh, a plane made of OSB <laughs> particle board. Right. And we're barely off the ground. We're the first Kitty Hawk plane, for sure. We are in the air... Uh, due to Christmas spirit, right, and divine intervention. But and you so, know what? What's that? We're off the ground. Get out of here! Come on. By the way, you're leaving. You're traveling soon, right? A couple of days. Am. Is it in a plane or in not a car? Plane. plane, train, automobile. I'm going. Yeah. Well, to buy a ticket right now is just way too expensive. Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking a road trip with my parents to Indiana. And my grandmother, step-grandmother, passed away uh, last, what was it, Sunday? No, Saturday morning. Mm. Um, Sorry to hear that. So, yeah. Thank you. It, was, uh, it wasn't a, sh- a huge shock because she's been dealing with stuff for the last month. And she had been in and out of the hospital dealing with stuff and... Um, she went through three surgeries and they were like, well, we can do one more. And, and she was like, no, I already had that one. I don't want to do it again. Mm. So basically it was up to her. So I was like, I think she just, she just checked out. Had enough. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. Well, I thought, <clears throat> you know, obviously you told me before we started recording, I didn't just find out right now. <laughs> right. So I thought. You know, it might be nice for you to share something about her life. Sure. Some, some, something uh, nice about her life so yeah. we can celebrate that. Because, you know, I lost my papa and my nana and my granny mm-hmm. like a year and a half. Yeah. And though I was sad and I'd missed them, 
I think the harder thing for me was watching my parents mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah. that is their parents. Right. You know? And so yeah, I, I sure. emotionally, I had a harder time watching them. But one of the things that helped me was sharing and hearing stories about like their life. Sure. I just think that's the way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. If you could think of some, maybe yeah. we could talk about her life. Well, I mean, I hadn't seen her in a, in a long time. I think the last time I saw her was when my brother got married, mm-hmm. um, which I think is coming up on 15 years now in November. So it's been a while. But, I mean, you know, Indiana's like <laughs> kind of far away. And Hold on. Huh. This reminded me what? I about uh, Coach and you guys finding out where oh, you yeah. had been born. That's right. Because it's Fort Wayne. Yeah. Are you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Coach across the street. Coach, if you're listening, what's up? Uh, he came over, and I got a call from Jared. Coach what? I don't even know his name. Phil. Coach Phil. There yeah. we go. I don't ever use it. Looks like a Phil. But it's, yeah. Coach Phil. Okay, be cool. it's just Coach. Right. But, yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. He came over. And I immediately had to take a phone call from Jared Poff because the dude literally had a snake in his house. And he was like, <laughs> oh, gosh, tr- you know, just trying to, he's like, what? Do, no, thank you. I need some advice. Of like, what do you think I should do? You know, like, in, 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 in other words, like, how do I talk to my landlord or whatever? Right. But anyway, while I was on that phone, you and coach got to talk and found out you were born in the same hospital. Same hospital. Yep. In Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. Which is what hospital? Uh, Parkview. Parkview. That's yeah. just that's just crazy. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, because he because he I knew he's from Indiana because you had told me. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I said I was like, where from? For when I was like, oh, me too. Which makes sense with the basketball. Well, yeah, but for sure. And then, but I only lived in Fort Wayne for first year of my life. Okay, but then I moved to North Carolina, which is another basketball state. And so, yeah. So you were the tradition you continued. Had, you had no hope. I mean, <laughs> right. Exactly. You, you you're going to get in basketball whether you liked it or not. Yeah, pretty sure. So sorry to derail us, but are you going to Fort Wayne? Is that where you're heading? Or yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a suburb of Fort Wayne, okay, New Haven. But yeah, it's same area. Okay. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, so if you're in New Haven, come say hey to Nathan. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she, um, she's a Cubs fan. That's cool. She was born in Illinois. So she's like true Cubs fan. So, um, I, um, but she was married, uh, before, um, had a daughter, which is my aunt Jenny. Um, her husband dies in the sixties. They were only married for five years, and he passed away. Mm. And then years later, she was one of the founding members of the uh, of the church that I was uh, born in, and my dad was uh, youth and music pastor there. I think that was his first real job um, in the church. And so she was one of the founding board members there, which was kind of cool. And so my grandmother had passed away in 79 a year after I was born 
And so she came along, and they kind of knew each other from mm-hmm. church or whatever. And they got married in 1980. And then my grandfather died of diabetes in 85. So <clears throat> the longevity of her marriages were not, they were not favorable for yeah. her. Poor thing. Uh, but she's a strong woman. She's super funny. She had a great sense of humor. Um, she pretty much laughed at everything I had to say, especially when I got older. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was, it was fun to make her laugh. Cause she was kind of, she, I mean, she's a stern woman and she just kind of, you know, I was super young. So I knew, I just knew her as grandma, obviously. And that's what I called her to this day. Um, so she was my grandma. So she was, she's the last grandparent that I had. Yeah. Uh, on earth, which was funny too, because like, you know, later on I come to find out that she had married into the family. And then I found out later on after that, she's only 11 years older than my parents. Oh, (laughs) and I was like, wait, how does that happen? Yeah. (laughs) But then I was like, Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, she's huge Cubs fan. I actually called her, Maybe like within two weeks after they won the World Series. Oh yeah, and uh, cool. she was elated. Obviously, I can't. I mean, someone who's lived through that much right. Cubs games, I can't imagine how they felt. She was eighty-two this year, so she would have been seventy-seven when they won their first World Series. Um, and I get so mad her at the Braves whole life because I was seventeen in nineteen ninety-five when mm. the Braves won it all. And, you know, I was even, <laughs> man, I was like, man, it took y'all long enough, but to be 77 and finally see your team win a World Series and win it all and never happened before yeah. in your lifetime, that's that's crazy to me. And I would love to see the Braves win it again while I live here. Yeah. I can almost guarantee nice. it won't be this year. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm seeing. But, uh, <sighs> I mean, it would be cool to see it. Yeah, you know? for sure. We still got a long way to go. Well, fortunately for us, the entire National League East sucks. That's very true. Like, we went into this year thinking the NL East is probably the one to worry about. Yeah. And, like, the Mets, the Phillies, the uh, Marlins. Yeah. The, like, none of them. The Nationals. We were tied for first, and we were 500. Yeah. And right now, nobody's 500 in the East. Sheesh. <laughs> like I said, but hey, long season. But hey, I love baseball. Yeah. I watch them if they're winning or losing. Yeah. But it's definitely harder to watch when they're losing. True. You know what I mean? But I think they have a better team than their record. Since. But I mean, it's only May, right? Right. So, like, we've only went through a month, and now it's May. It's going to be May. By the way, huh. uh, May 5th. Yes. Cinco de Mayo. Right. Uh, is. You know what it is? Oh, yeah. What is it? It's a Spanish holiday. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean in my personal life? Your wedding anniversary to Sarah James Carter. <laughs> <laughs> it is my wedding anniversary. My fourth wedding anniversary. Fourth, that's right. And... uh I got to say, 
Uh, I'm very, very happy. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, think, I think about this a lot. I don't know of any woman that could be as good to me and put up with me better than my wife. Mm. I mean, she is just, she's amazing. And yeah, uh, that's cool. that day was cool, too. You had fun a, day. You had a huge part with that day being such a fun day in the wedding and yes. DJing the wedding. Mm-hmm. So that was that was that really was a fun day. Yeah, and it was great. What a lot of people don't know is you were like instrumental in my proposal, right? I was. So <clears throat> I'll share a little bit about this. I, it's funny I've never instrumental even, being the. Keyword here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, I never really thought about sharing this, but um, I remember I came I came to you and I said, hey, I'm going to propose to Sarah Carter. And you were like, will you shut up? I'm on Instagram. And <laughs> no, it's <was> Facebook. <laughs> Wasn't too big on No, Instagram you were obviously anything. excited. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, I, it would mean a lot to me if I could brainstorm with you about how to do it. Yeah. I have a few ideas. And so I think we went out on the patio, right? Yeah. Smoke cigars as we do. <laughs> right. And so I had this it idea. Solves all our problems. I had this idea to go to an antique shop and each sort of segment or section of the antique shop be a different memory and like have artifacts of what that memory is, like a story of our relationship because yeah. She's all about a story. Illustrations. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, and then at the end of that, you know, would be the next chapter of the story, which is me. And and granted, though that alone was a good idea, you were like, I hear you, but what if every section of the story had a song with it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, yeah, let's do this. And so you picked out almost every song. Uh, you remember this? Uh-huh. Yeah, because I'd ask you to give me the background. Yeah, I would tell. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'd tell yeah. you. So, like, the first one was where we met, which was Chattahoochee Coffee. Right. And so you were like, let's play, let's play Way Down Yonder on the Chattahoochee <laughs> by Alan Jackson. Yes. And then uh, one of them was, uh, it was around Christmas when we got back together after we broke up. That's right. And you picked the cold place on Christmas lights. So it wasn't, it wasn't just silly. There yeah. were like, like actually good songs in there too. Sure. And then there was a part where like, where my Nana and Papa had passed. Yeah. And so you picked Great Is Thy Faithfulness. And then... Um, there, I'm trying to remember. There were some funnier ones that that you did that were just oh yeah hysterical. Well, I remember playing the Friends theme. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because well, you tell the story behind that one. It was uh, what well, was about that was about me and her becoming friends. Yes, because we were friends, and I was just like, well. If Jeremy's going to marry somebody, I got to be friends with her. Yeah. You know? And so then I learned that she likes to show friends, and so did I. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So we had that in common, and she liked to dance, and I like to dance. 
We definitely had that in common. Yeah. So I remember playing that uh, song for one of the the stops there on the tour. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that was that was that was that was pretty fun. That was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. And I had uh, Cody Dahl come down and take pictures. And yeah, but the one thing I should add is that you were you were the tour guide, right? Oh, you know what's pretty funny? I I just now remember this. So, uh, everyone that has proposed before knows that this is part of the equation. Most women want, when they propose, they want to kind of be dressed up. And more importantly, they want to have their nails done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I had hinted to her that sometime in the next six months, you know, just always have your nails done. I'm not going to give you your time. Yeah. And uh, but then I was like, you know, I, I want to fool her. Yeah, I don't want her to know what's going on. Right. But I also want her to be like dressed up. Sure. Like, how can I do this? Yeah. So I made up this story that Dustin Akui was doing an underground theater reenactment of Hamilton. <laughs> That's right. And it was in Lilburn. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I knew, I knew at the time, like she liked theater. Yeah. And she, like I knew she would buy the fact that Dustin was doing this. Sure, I even text Dustin. Yeah, to tell him this is the lie. You're right, and he is like, dude, this is hilarious because it's <laughs> it's kind of believable. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, so I told her that it was that. Um, oh, and that's why I told her because I I wanted to lock in a particular date. Right, because I had to reserve the antique store. Yeah, so. You had to you had to get there before me, mm-hmm. and uh, so and Cody did too. Yeah, so when we got there, we pulled up to her favorite antique store, and she's like, "What are we doing here?" I was like, "It's it's actually in the back, you know, this underground theater thing or whatever." And then we got out of the the car, super underground, and I opened the antique store door, yeah. and she was like. What are we doing? She still had no idea. Right. She really didn't. Yeah. And then she... Because weren't they closed? Oh, yeah. It was after hours. Yeah. That's what she said. She's like, they close at six. That's right. And when I grabbed the door and it opened, she was like, what? <laughs> okay. And so then we walked in, turned right, and there you are. Yeah. Dressed to the nines. Yeah. You're the tour guide. Uh-huh. And I was like, Nathan will take it from here or whatever. And then I walked this way. Yeah. That's when she... I, that's when it all she knew what was happening. Right, for sure. We walked through all the the stuff. Yeah. And then at the end I asked her to marry me. And it was cool because the the they did a paper about it, like a the, the local Gwinnett, whatever, yeah. did a write up. So I have that for my kids one day. Mm-hmm. So but not only nice. did you have a a part in the wedding and the DJing you had a very important part in the proposal. Yeah, I had to lead her to you. Yeah. All over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I thought that was that was pretty special for me. I'll never forget that. that. Was, yeah, that was, that was a cool day. And I definitely have never been a part of somebody's... Uh, Proposal. Proposal. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I've been a think part I have. of my own. Yeah, but it was it was crazy, right. man. I can I can tell you, I've never. There are very few things in my life I've been more nervous than 
than that. Like, even though I knew she was going to say yes, right? Like, we talked about it. It's not like it was going to be a surprise, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, dude. Yeah, it's just like I was more nervous for proposing than my wedding day. Yeah, which mm. is just strange. Hmm. Well, I mean, well, the proposal is like the first hurdle. Yeah, it's a huge hurdle too. It is. Um, I mean, I've never done it, but I'm just thinking, just like, man, if I can get past that part, I think I'll be all right. And of course, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like, and like, you know, that's basically what you were thinking after the proposal. Anyway, you're just like, all right, we're gonna do this now. Yeah, you know, pretty sure. Anyway, well, you know, you've heard my you've heard my uh, opinion on this. Mm. If it were up to me. There would be no engagement. Right. Like, my, my thing is, is like, I didn't get down on one knee and say, hey, I think I'm going to want to marry you in eight months. So this, <laughs> this is an eight-month pending yes. Right, yeah. It's like, no, no, no. I have decided right now that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So yeah. why am I waiting seven or eight months and planning a wedding? And I get it. I did yeah. it because I... I know that's what she wanted and all that yeah. other stuff, but if it were up to me, this is how it would go. When you're at the point where you're ready to propose, mm-hmm. you would say, hey, I want to marry you. Yeah. And that night, you go to the courthouse or whatever, yeah. and you get married. Right. And then... Get your freak on. <laughs> Wait, is that where you're going? No. No, okay. Sorry. Oh, uh, listen. I've never Q, been married before. All right, Q, so I don't know. Cue Missy Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So no, no, no. What I was gonna say is like you get married. Yeah. And then you plan a big party eight months after. Yeah. Right. It's like mm-hmm. I I want to marry you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, it's not like hey, I might want to marry you a year from now once we're done planning the wedding. So, right. No, 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 no. We're married, and now we're going to plan a massive celebration. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm a fan of the wedding. I just think waiting to the wedding to be married makes zero sense. I got you. Because um, engagement's hard. Cause sure. You, again, you've made up this decision. That's your wife. You can't you can't like be married to her right. until the wedding. And I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. not to. Not to vent on that, but that's how I feel. <laughs> no, I, I think a lot of guys feel like that. Yeah. Um, but that's only because they don't, they're not in charge of the wedding, and that's not their day. That's true. Typically, that's her day. It is. You're um, right. I remember, I remember a student life uh, pastor. He closed the weekend with this saying right here. And he was known to be like the, the guy that is kind of uh, on the, you know, he's like the on the edge pastor, you know, he's kind uh-huh. of edgy and stuff like that. Just never went over, never went over the edge. He was a cool guy. I liked him a lot actually. And, uh, but his last thing he said, he was like, listen, you kids, most of you probably, maybe all of you, I don't know, are going to get married one day. The rest are going to prison. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you. 
Ace or whatever your name is. Um, I uh, <laughs> he uh, talking to you, Bryce. See, <laughs> Bryce, yeah, Bruce, definitely, Slade, definitely, yeah, definitely Slade. He's going to jail. For yeah, sure. Slade's going to jail. Um, if if you're Slade watching this, we're kidding. It's so sorry. Yeah. Uh, please don't kill me. And if you're um, watching from jail, <laughs> tell all of your inmates <laughs> to, to subscribe below. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's great. Um, hit that hit that thumbs up. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But if you do drop the soap while you're down there, just yell subscribe and twerk <laughs> it. <laughs> and give us that thumbs up. Um, Don't so drop he was, the soap. So he was saying, man, I'm surprised I got back on track anyway. Um, so he was saying, listen. Most of you are going to get married. And when you do, guys, shut up. Mm. You let her do everything. Do everything she says. Yeah. She tells you to go sit in the corner. You go sit in the corner. You do it. So just shut up. Mm. This is her day. This is what she's dreamed about for her entire life. Yeah. Don't ruin it. Because you're the only guy that could ruin it. Yeah. Don't say anything. Just Unless shut you're up. Andy Bernard. Yeah, true. Every little boy dreams of his fairy tale wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, shut up. Just shut up. That's right. When the now pa- girls, when the pastor says, "Do you take this woman to be your wife?" Shut up. Just shut up. Don't, don't say, say I do. Don't, don't say, say I say will. <laughs> don't say. She'll a word. tell you if you want to marry her. Yeah. No, that's the only time you can speak. <laughs> Because the minister, the, the clergyman of God himself, told you to say something. What an epic title, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do, sir? I'm the clergyman of God. <laughs> wow, I bro. sit at the right hand of the Father. Come on, no, you don't, bro. What the heck? I think you did a 39 second. <laughs> oh man, I did. But yeah, when he when he tells you to do something, you have to. Yeah, you, know, you kind of have to do it. And she's expecting you to say something. Sure. Clergyman and then he of goes, God. Now, ladies, on that note, Uh-oh. on the wedding night, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he has dreamed about this night his whole entire life. <laughs> Dude, talk about delivery. I tell you what. It was, del- it was the best, bro. The d- delivery is so good. I had no idea. were just going insane. I had no idea that was coming. That actually really just caught me off guard. Oh, really? He has dreamed of this night his whole life. That's, that's dude, that's it was perfect. Good. It was so good. That's hilarious. Oh man! Well, I can tell you, why <laughs> your your wife wants or your fiance wants you to help, but doesn't want you to help at all. Right? It's it's uh, she's it like, what it is. You'll mess everything up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, coming up in May, mm-hmm. two days from now ish. Yeah, it's my anniversary. Right, and then soon after that is. Mother's Day. Yes. Which, you know, I got to say it. I love my mom. Yeah. Do you love your mom? If not, this is going to, man, this is going to ruin things. I mean, sort of. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love my mother dearly. Yes. My mom is great. Yep. Um, Mostly good memories. Probably the bad memories are her pinching me. 
in the yeah. arm when I talked in church. The, yeah. Like I can remember oh, yeah. her drawing blood on my hand because I just wouldn't stop talking in church. There's a hotline for that now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there is. It's got to be. And <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love mm. my mom to death. My mom is the uh, piano player in my church growing up. And so we would sit on the front, either the front or the second row, over by the piano. Yeah. And she'd be up there and like, like she could be playing or not playing, but <laughs> she'll be like out of the corner of my eye, of her eye, she can see us. And then she'll go, <clears throat> and only me, me and my brother knows what that means. And we're just like, oh. She caught us. I was like, how did you catch us while you're playing a piano piece? It's right there for your face. It's just like, and she's not playing anything easy because she's like classically trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she can sight read anything. So, she, And she's playing, you know. They got eyes in the back of their head. Pretty difficult. And she's just like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh, dude. And uh, so that was one of the things. Yeah. The, yeah, the the church days, man. Oh my like, gosh, you knew it was coming. And like my dad, I've told you this. My dad was like tough and direct and all that stuff. But like my mom was too, man. Yeah, like you did not play. For sure, she's she was lovable too yeah. and loving and caring and all the good stuff. Yeah, uh, but you didn't you didn't play with her. Yeah, it's 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 dad's mighty hand and my mother's guilt trip. Yeah. <laughs> Both made you feel really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh, you're not coming down this weekend? I was like, No, mom, I gotta I'm I'm got actually to- having like hot flashes right now. <laughs> thinking back. Right. Because like I remember when she like you better have the living room clean before I get home. And I would put it off till four fifty five. Right. And she'd get home at five. And then I just couldn't quite get it done, nope. or or I would throw everything under the couch and she would <laughs> <Right>. find it. <laughs> yeah, and I'd get in so much trouble. Yeah, <laughs> one of my I could tell you this is this is more about my dad, but mm. one of the things that I remember is uh, I don't know why I remember this so clearly, but he would tell me, "I need you to mow the grass mm-hmm. before I get home." Yeah. And again, my dad would get home at three thirty, mm-hmm. so. Naturally, I'll try and crank the lawnmower at two yeah, thirty. Right, you know, uh-huh. takes an hour to cut, and I'm going to try and crank it <laughs> an hour before. Yeah, but I would. Uh, I remember this one time. He was like, "I don't, you know, get make sure you have the grass mowed before I get home." And I was like, "Yes, sir." Mm. Well, I went out there, and I tried to crank it, pulled it, pulled it, pulled it, nothing. Mm-hmm. I said, well, hey, this is awesome. I have an excuse. Yeah. And I can just tell my dad the lawnmower wouldn't crank. Uh, and this is where my dad taught me a pretty awesome life skill. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> came home and he's like, son, why on earth is the grass not mowed? And I'm like, dad, don't you worry. I, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, he's going to love this. Right. My dad couldn't get the lawnmower to crank. So he didn't say anything, but he walks out there 
And he pulls it one time. Yeah. Starts right up. And it starts right up. Then he grabs me by the shirt. <laughs> and he pulls me in and he says, listen to me. The next time I tell you to have the grass mowed, by the time I get home, you go borrow the neighbor's lawnmower. You yeah. go knock on that stranger's lawnmower. You walk all the way to Lowe's and buy a brand new lawnmower. <laughs> you better have this grass mowed, period. You figure it out, son. I'm like. Yes, sir, Dad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so it actually kind of like taught me life skill of like, do not ever depend on your excuses. Yeah. And it actually has saved me a lot in my life. I got. I have to say, because it's so easy to be like, oh, man, I can just hit him with this excuse and yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. But Dad and my mom did not accept excuses. They just no. wouldn't do it. No. And... uh but that, man, I'm like over here sweating because I'm <laughs> like remembering yeah. not having this done. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, it gives you like a little heart palpitations for sure. It's like, oh, no. And it's like when I, if I would like stay in my bed and because I was like, I wasn't a morning person at all. And they just, you know, they come in there and just be like, Nathan, you're going you're gonna to be late. Get up now. And be like, all right. And I, I obviously I just stay there, and then we lived in a house with like wooden floors, and so you, you can hear either parent just walking, and I could feel those footsteps. Oh my like, gosh! Oh, time to get up! <laughs> and I just jump out of bed. Yeah, I so. can tell you, uh, my mom. You didn't ever mess with her when she was napping or sleeping. Mm-hmm. She'll kill you. She'll absolutely kill you. Yeah. But speaking of. Near heart attack. It's time for us to talk about Canon plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> These segues are amazing. Well, oh, yeah. I like it. So, uh, Sarah Carter had been talking to me about our our tub faucet mm-hmm. and how I needed to fix it. Well, I went in there one day, and I just eased it. And I was like, you know what? Mm, I should probably call a plumber. Yeah. So, I'm not going to touch this. By the way, it's storming outside, yep. people, if you hear I saw lightning for um, a second. And so I <laughs> didn't do anything. Well, that night, we're laying in bed about 1 a.m., and boom, the faucet just, like, a geyser just went off. Oh, no way. And I had to go get, like, buckets and towels and find out how to turn the water off or whatever. <sighs> I text him, and in five minutes, he's like, all right, I'll be there. And I'm like, no, 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 I got the water off. He's like, okay, cool. Well, I'll be there eight in the in the morning. So he saved me there. Wow. He saved me when I had a a water. He was going to come at that time, though. Oh yeah, he was going to come immediately. Wow. Oh yeah, and then the next day he told me exactly what to go get at Home Depot and all this other stuff. Um, I had a water line break, and he coached me through that hot water heater. Bro, all this happened in like a month. So I I can't recommend if you got something going on, Cannon Plumbing. Yeah. Way to go. And he's a good dude. He is a good dude. You know what else? Huh. He's the best. He is the best. Cannon Plumbing. He's the best dude. He is. Cannon Plumbing. Cannon Plumbing. Cannon Plumbing. Cannon Plumbing. Woo! For more information, go to cannonplumbingllc.com. Mm-hmm. I have another story to tell you. That my dad, okay. my dad just told me a week ago because I forgot about it. 
when I was in middle school, like I think sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. Yeah. I had this teacher and she was just not going to say her name, but she was a weirdo. <laughs> Absolute weirdo. All right. And like <laughs> she would get mad in class and she would go, Gee golly bum, you guys. <laughs> and we were just like, what did she just say? It's like, she just said, gee golly bum, you guys. But one day we were outside. Wow. Remember, I am in seventh grade and I am a boy. Okay? Yeah. We're outside by the tennis courts in middle school. Well, I start throwing rocks at a butterfly. Right? Because that's what yeah. a kid does. Right. Well... I got detention, and then they made me write. No, no, no. I think, okay, I got detention. Yeah. And so I threw this this rock at this butterfly, because that's what boys do. I right. got detention. Well, my parents got upset about it, and they went and talked to the principal. And they'd never really go talk to the principal. Like, it's mm. just not something they do. Right. So they went and talked to the principal. And the principal was like, hey, when I was a kid, we used to rip their wings off and shoot them with shotguns. <laughs> it's like he like went way past what I did. Wow. And he was like, look, your kid, your kid's not gonna get detention from, you know, from doing this to a butterfly. Yeah. So right. I had to write a hundred times oh my I will not throw a rock at a butterfly. And I was sharing this story with my dad. That's mm-hmm. the story I do remember. Yeah. Then he was telling me this other story when I was younger in first grade. That we had to, we had like a test or something, or we had to color in an egg. So there was an egg, and then you had to color it the uh, the right color. Oh, okay. And I colored it blue, and uh, I it, basically I got an X. Like mm-hmm. she basically um, said it was wrong, and I I failed the test. Not failed, but whatever. Yeah. But the reason that. <clears throat> I had I had put it in, I can't remember if it was blue or some other odd color, but it was because my Uncle Bucky had eggs that were blue. Right. Like, and so my dad was livid. He was like, this teacher can't tell you that this is wrong when she doesn't even know. So right. the next day, they literally sent me to class with the blue egg, and they ended up giving me, you know, like telling me I was correct or whatever. Right. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Cause I, I literally am from people who, you know, actually know what they're talking about. Sure. Yeah. And had their own eggs and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so they sent me to school the next day with that egg, just to be like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. Oh I found that, that kind of funny. I'm yeah. like, I, I kind of wonder like, I'm not sure our generation is going to, it's just going to be the same. Yeah. Like there's just something about our parents' generations that, that like I, I will be different. Yeah. And a lot of ways will be better. A lot of ways would probably be worse, but just like them. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that they would say, you know, their parents were tougher True. than, than oh, yeah. our, our parents. Yeah. And then their parents were tougher than them. Right. And that's just the way it always is. Well, you like look at the, you know, family photos of their, Early 18th century and late 17th century, they're all just like, you know, nobody's smiling. Just go to Cracker Barrel, see all that crap, and just like that dude. 
I'm sorry. I'm just picturing like. <laughs> oh, you guys have to, if you're listening, you have to go to the YouTube and look at Nathan's face. But I'm just picturing, you're right. It's like, this yeah. guy looks miserable because, I don't know, he just got in a fist fight with a raccoon. <laughs> you know, that got yeah. into his shed because yeah. he's been working outside for 16 hours. Yeah. And three of his kids died from, you know, whatever, typhoid fever. <laughs> right. And yeah, exactly. You know, it's like imagine going to that guy, the guy in the 1800s who yeah. worked on his farm for 16 hours. Yeah. You know, got in a fist fight with a raccoon that got into his shed. Yeah. Cause his, you know, his, I don't know. And his kids died. And you say, yeah. Say his name is Bill. Can you imagine going to him and said, Hey, Bill, you ever thought about following your passion? You should really follow your passion. You know, it's not work if you love it. Yeah. <laughs> Bill's like, give, give me the face again. The hell's wrong with you, boy? Passion don't pay the bills around here, boy. <laughs> you can shut that witchcraft up yeah. right now. Yeah. Tell you what passion is, son. Passion. Is waking up at 4 a.m. to the cock-a-doodle-doo chicken. And <laughs> passion is waking up at 4 a.m. to the cock-a-doodle-doo rooster and working your daggum tail off until you're bleeding and sweating and can't breathe. And then you go to sleep and you do it again. And you wake up and you do it again, do it again, and then you die. Yep. That's passion. Mm-hmm. Work yourself to death. <laughs> then you'll be happy. <laughs> Bill, let me see you smile. It would be, it would be funny to like literally, you know, back to the future, like go back to that guy in time. Yeah, right. From a guy who's like super, like lives a life of leisure. Yeah, you know, be like, hey, Bill, man, this future life is awesome, man. You ever, you ever seen a movie? A uh, what? <laughs> a movie? Uh, no. Uh, it's a story, but it's pictures. But a uh, what? <laughs> when you got when do you have time to do that i get i get off work about 10 p.m night oh that's what time you work in the morning 4 a.m <laughs> bill you got to get a life man <laughs> you know right <laughs> bill Just you ever been to a baseball game huh <laughs> i don't even know what that is yeah game i ain't got time for games son yeah it's worth like the the Talking about his kids dying or whatever, like the good kids passed away, you know. But then he's like left with the young ones. Look what I did at school. Get that out of my face. <laughs> You're not worth nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Johnny? He's a hard worker. Yeah. And now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong one died, boy. <laughs> the wrong one died. I got left with you. What's this one's name? All you do is swim in the mud puddle. <laughs> you kick your feet, you get your damn all wet. <laughs> you chase those little girls around. <laughs> girls will ruin your life. Just work. Ellery, <laughs> what's this boy's name? James. I don't like you at all. Um, what? <laughs> did you say quiet? I said no, Wyatt. Oh, Wyatt. 
<laughs> Wyatt. Just did like a little Sam Elliott there. Theodore. <laughs> yeah, I liked old Theodore. He killed. He killed. Uh, I think he killed his grandma <laughs> and his cousin uh, Leroy. But he's about the hardest dang worker I've ever seen in my whole that's life. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Hard worker. Yeah, but he wasn't a good dude. Good dude. You ever seen how hard he worked out here in the fields? <laughs> that's all that matters in life. Right. <laughs> Imagine talking to someone like that about, you know, your passion. Hey, hey, hey Bill, you ever struggle with anxiety? Huh? <laughs> what? With anxiety, you ever worry about the future? I ain't got time to worry about anything. <laughs> you know what I worry about? This field getting plowed. <laughs> field. You and about, I know what I've got to do it. Yeah. And I got it. You know, I know I just met you, son, and you're from, from the future, but you about as useful to me as that pig slop. <laughs> anyway. See you later over the corner. That's you. <laughs> Anyway, with that, we're at the end of the episode already. Uh, always goes pretty fast for me. Uh, it does go pretty fast nowadays. But, uh, you know, it's a good one. And can sure. you imagine uh, old man Bill talking to him about a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, that's got to be our thumbnails, right? Just old pictures. <laughs> Just all old family. Yeah. Uh, uh. Ooh. Smile, everybody. What I what for? What do I smile about? <laughs> well, Bill, you should be happy for what? <laughs> uh, because you got everything you could want. My blisters are on my finger. My f- fingers are bleeding from the blisters, and my feet look like a dried up riverbed. <laughs> why? Why do you think I should be happy right now? I fought in the Civil War. I lost 13 of my friends. I lost both my my daughters. I don't love my wife. And I'm dirty. I haven't bathed in about 37 days. I smell bad. I ain't got no money. My rib's broken. But I get up anyway every day at 4 daggum a.m. to that daggum cockadoodle rooster, boy. And you telling me you just talk on the radio for fun? You just talk about nothing? And that's your passion? And that's your passion? You just talk about nothing? How about I drown you right here in that river, boy? Because you on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head in the water and cry for help. See if anybody hears you. Huh? See how passionate you are. Why don't you go? Why don't I break both your legs and you go run back to the future, huh? Let's see you do that. Will you be depressed if I do that? (laughs) If I drowned you in the river? (laughs) Look, take his picture. Look at his face. Now, hey, I want to make sure. That's great. I want to make sure people know I'm not downing depression and anxiety. You know, I it's a no, real thing. It's real. I thing. struggle with anxiety. I don't know why I'm laughing, but, but it's real. It thing. is just funny to think about if I went back to 1800s Bill, yeah, and said, "Hey, Bill, I couldn't sleep last night because I was worried about my meeting in the morning." 
Where? Well, what's your meeting about? Well, it's be honest with you, Bill. It ain't, it ain't really about anything, and I do it from the comfort of my my home. <laughs> Boy, you work inside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we actually have air conditioning. Air conditioning. <laughs> What are you stressed about, boy? <laughs> Did you wake up in the morning? Yes, sir. That's all that matters. Yeah. And that you work hard. Listen, if you wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy, then you're then you're okay. You're o- you're okay. So who was P. Diddy back in that day? Uh I was trying to think of a Oh, you know what? JP Morgan. J.P. Diddy Morgan. And his associates. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Diddy of them. J.P. and his Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> well. The founder. With that, dude, we got to say bye. Yep. So cheers to another episode. Yes, sir. What is this, episode 19? Number 19. Y'all, want y'all to have a good, I was going to say have a good Lord in the week. But it, what I really meant to say is have a good week in the Lord. There you go. And if you're feeling That's anxious, feeling anxious and depressed, and that your job sucks, just remember Bill from the 1800s. Miserable. He had it worse, and he couldn't get out of it. No, that's what he had to do. He literally worked himself to death. Yeah. So with that, bye. Everybody have a good week. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>